Hey, all, before we get to the show, I wanted to thank you, the listener, for supporting the new Fight Game Media Network during our first week. And this week, we're adding our new AEW show to the feed called The Boom. James McDaniel and Kevin Eli are on the ones and twos. They join an already loaded lineup, like our WWE recap show, The Wrap, our MMA show, In the Clinch, our boxing show, Pound for Pound, Write That Down with Fumi Saito and Justin Nipper, and Take It Home, our weekend show. Make sure you subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network feed and leave us a five-star review. Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on this episode, I was hoping to get back in my normal routine of this podcast is where I review um, the promotions that a lot of people aren't currently watching or focusing on or doesn't get much attention, like an MLW or sometimes the Impact Wrestling, NXT UK, um, Ring of Honor when um, when that was going, but you only know, got a couple more months for that until they take a break to the springtime. So... Um, that's what this show is usually about, but lately I've been doing some special shows because the world of wrestling has been wild and crazy, especially with the WWE, with all their releases. I think I saw a, a post that said 80-something releases this year alone. Um, it's it's just getting a little bit ridiculous at this point. Um, now, granted, I said a few weeks ago, I believe on this show, and also... The Fight Game Media Podcast show on the Wrestling Observer Podcast Network that more releases are coming. Um, that was the basically the scuttlebutt around WWE. Um, a lot of people thought that it was going to come soon from the SmackDown side. Now, I didn't really go through all the list of these these individuals, what brand they're on, but it looks like most are from SmackDown, so it does make sense that that was the next target. Now, hopefully that doesn't mean NXT UK is coming up anytime soon. I think the uh, TV deal at BTS uh, Sports is going to save that brand for the time being. As long as that there's a TV deal there, I think NXT UK is fine. But, um, you know, once NXT UK goes down, I don't know. I'm going to watch much WWE. I have to watch well, I have to watch NXT because we do, Garrett and I do cover it for the fight game media podcast on like again on the observer website so i mean i'm watching that because of that and of course i still watch NXT UK because I, I really love that product but i'm just down and i releases happen right i mean this is the pressing business releases happen people leave territories in the back in the day um cycle out talent but this is a bit much because Especially on this list, there were some people that were just completely shocked because the current the current goal for WWE is to get younger. They want young talent. They want personalities. Um, that's what we keep hearing, right? Go younger, bigger personalities. We want to create superstars. And when releases happened on Thursday, I was completely shocked to see now all members of Hit Row are gone. Of course, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, they they uh, they released B Fab, which I talked about here on this podcast, and I could not believe it because 
though she can't do much in the ring at all, she had the look, the charisma. She was the binder to this group. She held it together. She completed the package of this group in a very interesting and exciting new group. And, you know, they were called up, you know, to SmackDown on the draft that, you know, they were featured. And then now they're all gone within a couple weeks since the draft. It just makes no damn sense. Um, it, you know, that means Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ashanti the Adonis are all gone. Now, they're to. They want to go younger. They want to appeal to the younger fans. Hit Row was a group that that appealed to the younger audience. And that's a problem. Like, WWE wants to go younger, but you have old guys making the decisions. You need They need to be influenced by younger creative people instead of, you know, it's just Vince who's, what, going to be 80 or close to it. And and then you just have John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard who are just who are just there to pacify Vince. There's two of them, so each gets a nut, and they each are each licking the salt off it, and that's all they care about. Long as Vince is taken care of, that's all they care about. And you know, uh, Nick Khan, my guess is they're going to sell. When I when 81 releases, I think they're going to sell to some to some. Uh, you know, big corporation, be it Xfinity or, or you know, Disney, who knows? And that concerns me big time because, you know, a big corporation buying it. Now, if the big corporation buys it and puts in a, a rest, someone that's knowledgeable about pro wrestling to run it, the wrestling side, that'd be great. But in my opinion, it's going to be WCW in... 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, you know, like where it's going to be these corporate people running things and they're not, they're no knowledge of wrestling. They think they do because wrestling is, everyone thinks wrestling is easy. Booking wrestling, putting on shows, anyone can do it. You can train anyone to do it. It's easy. You know, let's get a football player and train him. He'll be a superstar. It doesn't work that way. It just does not work that way. It and it also does not work that way for just anyone to book wrestling or promote wrestling. It takes someone that's really truly passionate about the business side and and loves it, right? And it's just really frustrating to see right now with the WWE, and it just makes you not want to watch. Like this weekend is what Survivor Series, and oh, first of all, like looking at the card, everyone but Roman Reigns is just stale to me like there's no one i really want to see i mean i like certain talents i like i like matt riddle i like randy orton i mean i like their work but is it enough for me to sit there for three hours to watch like no because there's nothing fresh like randy orton versus someone new like a bronson reed when they when they you know or you know a keith leave they were featuring him that's interesting those that's fresh to me right doesn't have to be all too fresh guys it could be a longtime veteran for some new hot act like a killer cross like i said or keith lee bronson reed etc but no they cut him and so now we're stuck with like sheamus is still out there i like sheamus as a worker i like his work I like his matches but like dude 
we've seen this guy for so long. What else is new? How many times can he win the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title? Uh, just the same act, you know, and it's just tiring. You know, same with the uh, same with same with Ginger. Why is like what's Ginger Mahal gonna do to get me excited about anything he does? Right, like just. He's fine, and I have nothing against Ginger Mahal. It's just like, okay, what are you going to do with him? Give the fans something new. Give them something fresh. You call up these people, and you do nothing with them, or you keep them in the middle. They're just, they just blend in with everyone else. How is Rhea Ripley just there? She is a freaking superstar. She should be on the top of the brand as one of the top females that you're pushing she's young she has an awesome look she has a connection with the crowd people want to just watch her they want to cheer for her but when you give them no- give them nothing they're not going to be interested they're going to lose they're going to lose faith and just move on or you know or or just move on to something completely different they might not even just go to AEW and just leave wrestling altogether and so when I saw hit roll on this list of re- releases I just, I just don't, I don't get it. Like I said, they want to go younger. They want to appeal, they, they, you know, to the younger audience. And this is a, a group that will do that. You know, they're a group that fits into the hip hop culture that can get those fans to come in and say, "Hey, man, we got some representatives of our, of our, of our community in WWE now." Like, you know, how many hip hoppers were, were pushed. And what made this group so good is that they all look like they all hang together. Like you felt like they were a real crew, right? It wasn't just a bunch of people thrown together and made, made as a stable. It's like, yeah, I can see these guys and gals hanging out, rapping, training, competing. Um, Swerve Scott, uh, you know, Shane Strickland, I always liked him. I, you know, it, it took me a while. I remember when he was luching the ground, I just didn't get into his, his shtick, but... Um, when MLW kind of started off again, I started watching those shows. I remember seeing Strickland. I remember he started doing the heel turn right before he left, right before he got signed by WWE. And I really liked his work as a heel. He did a great job, uh, showed me a lot of ground game and stuff. And, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic athlete. And I remember Garrett Gonzalez, my co-host of the fight game media podcast, um, talked about like, that was one of his favorites to, when the NXT came on USA, like he's like, oh, this guy is someone that could appeal to the younger audience. And I agree. He was definitely someone, um, you know, to do the modern wrestling, the, a lot of action, but he had a personality, um, you know, and what really, I thought this, this put him in this group hit row, like just put him on another level. Like you could see like, okay, he's finally reaching his potential. They're finally doing something with this guy. And he's a talented guy. Top dollar. I know he's green, but he's a big guy, big personality. Don't they want big personalities? <laughs> Top dollar, right? And I, I loved his shtick. I loved what he was doing. I believe Top Dollar. And yeah, he's green. But you know what? Like they were doing a great job with him, keeping him in six man tags and tag team matches. And Ashanti the Adonis, what a great athlete, a great young wrestler. And he was there to bump around for this group. Bump around for top dollar or make the tag the top dollar. Top, top dollar comes in, he does a smashing. Like he was great. I really was impressed with Shante Adonis. He and he started getting his own vibe, his own look. Like each guy was different in hit row. And of course, there was B Fab too, who like I said, just made that act complete. And once she was taken away, 
I thought, man, I don't know. And I, but I didn't think this, like I knew, I knew releases were coming some more, unfortunately, but I, I was shocked to see them on the list, even with BFAB gone. I thought, okay, like, okay, they're going to do something different. They're going to go a different route or whatever. I mean, they just drafted these people and they didn't do, they're, they're gone. You know what? They're going to reunite again because, and I, I hope Tony Khan's smart enough. I think he is to sign these people, right? And that is going to be, you know, four people that to your roster. And what I'm going to talk about later on this episode as well is look at AEW and see who they should cut or send somewhere else to get work and to make room for the roster because there's a lot of great free agents that are going to be on the market. And of course, AEW can't afford them all, can't take them all because there's only so much so much room on their television, you know, three hours total right now that you can, you know, give them a chance to show what they can do, get them over, etc. So, I mean, he, they ha- he has to be selective of who he's going to get. But same time, like, if you're going to add to your roster, you got to take away from your roster. So later on this episode, after I talk about these W releases real quick here, I'm going to talk about AEW and who I think should, uh, you know, released and uh, make room for new acts. The AEW has been around since, what, 2019? So they're getting, what, you know, two years, almost three years in now. And it's time to change. And there's a lot of people that are just not even used or they are used or on YouTube and, like, that's not cutting it. You know, don't pay people to YouTube. You can get those people to work YouTube per match basis instead of contract base. So, anyways, let me let's move on to the next person that was released, and this was another shocker. John Morrison, of course, they just cut his wife, uh, Frankie Monet slash Taya Valkyrie, which I thought was another shocker. Again, sure, she's her age wise. I think she's in her thirties. She's not in her twenties, but that, that to me, like I said, age doesn't matter. They want personalities. She has a big personality. In the ring, she's, you know, if you put her the right opponent, she really shines. And they have a lot of good workers in their women's division that, you know, she can be protected in matches. But the key is her personality, her charisma, the way she carried herself. She felt like a star. You know, Triple H and his team did a great job of presenting her as a star with that great entrance, with that, that, like, long beautiful white robe and the white gear and the whole act that she had going for nxt that was just dropped with this new regime and obviously ultimate released um they dropped the ball and she could have been a main roster person and she could have been with her husband john morrison john morrison i thought you know i was never a johnny nitro fan or morrison fan um in the past i mean not like not that i didn't like him i'd like eminem but you know as a singles i never got into him back in the day in WWE but you know when he went back on the indies and was really working hard and you know changing some of his game up a little bit you know I saw okay and then he went to impact he did really well and I I was getting it I was getting it and we even booked him for APW plenty of times during that time and it and he was a pleasure to work with so I'm not this is not a biased opinion like oh he should be there because he was a good guy I'm just saying as a talent He's he's a good talent, and and how they just didn't have anything for him to do. I know they did the deal with Miz, and they did the deal with 
Bad Bunny, and that was a big match. And look at look what look what he did with that match with Bad Bunny, right? That got him so much attention because uh, Bad Bunny is a superstar. I didn't really know this until Bad Bunny showed up in WWE. I never did. Yeah, I'm not into that style of music, so I didn't know who he was. But apparently, he's this huge star, and he had his match with Miz and Morrison, and Morrison did a great job with him. So did the Miz. So just for that, like, keep him on the roster because you he, he can p- put this guy in that situation. He's going to hit a home run for you. Um, they got a little goofy with all the stuff. maybe, and, and, But he could have he could have done something, took him off TV for a good six months, repackaged him, and, you know, maybe brought him back with Taya or, or Frank Monet as a couple or, you know, something. You could have done something with him. I just I just shocked that he's on the cut list. Tegan Knox again, they want to go younger. She's like in her 20s. I know she's had a lot of injuries in her knees, but it's a great story. She always fights through, works her way. Like it, you just, if you tell that story, you could, you know, it's easy to get behind her. I did. I really like Tegan Knox. I thought she was a, I thought she's a good talent, good young talent. Of course, she needs more experience, and you know. And that's fine. She can work people on the main roster. That's why she's, there's Natalia there and, and, you know, Charlotte and Becky. Like, she can get the experience working, you know, their top roster. And, again, I think she connected with – she could connect with young women. Um, even though she did – you know, she's a big Marvel fan. She used Marvel as an inspiration. Just, you know, like she was always – I think she kind of took that Captain Marvel-like persona and I think they even did something with uh, her and Brie Larson, but it was like YouTube only and like Brie Larson, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, uh, hot with the Marvel, um, Captain Marvel stuff. Like, how do you not like feature this on your main television or talk about it and, you know, like get that rub for her. And Tegan Knox never had that big personality, but she's that every girl or you know that that you that you want to root for that you want to cheer for to be successful and again she's 20 years old or 20 something years old like she's still so young and she was being she's not one that would cut they put her they called her up like they called her up to be a tag team with Shotzi they broke them up turned Shotzi heel which is a total mistake because Shotzi's not a heel right people love Shotzi Shotzi just has that personality that you want to root for her um, cheer for her Uh, as a heel it just doesn't work right it just doesn't work it's a complete miscast but you know but so they took they split them up they're supposed to be a tag team and they split them up and they had nothing for Tika to do and so they cut her and it's it's just unbelievable again they want to go younger she's in her 20s they want big personality. Hit Row has big personality. You know, it's this is just doesn't make sense. John Morrison, big personality. He might not be twenty, but dude, the dude looks like a million bucks, right? Like, there's, they don't you don't sit there and go, oh, that guy's old. No one would say that. No one would ever say that. If you know, if my you know family members who don't even watch wrestling walked in and saw John Morrison, they would not just look at him and go, yeah, that guy's too old. I don't want to watch this. And they would never say that, right? Because he looks like a million bucks. Um, Drake Maverick, I really like Drake Maverick. I think he's just one of those characters. 
that could do it all. Like you play underdog babyface, you could play annoy annoying uh, pesty heel, you could do comedy, and you know it's pretty unfortunate. You know he was cut before, cut a very passionate promo. Triple H loved that promo, loved his, and and he resigned him to an NXT deal, and gave him a second chance. And I I think they try to capitalize a little bit on it, but I don't think they really. I think they made a little mistake with him, and they didn't really go all out with his story. And I think they really could have built up a great moment with him challenging for the cruiserweight title. I mean, I know he did, but it, it should have been focused more. Like it, it should have been a bigger deal, but it wasn't. And then they tried to do a odd couple tag team with Killian Dane. And then he was kind of just, you know, lost in a shovel and Killian Dane got released, but you know, he was transitioning to do stuff outside the ring. Right. And, you know, looking out for his career. What's the next step for him? And it just sucks that a guy like that gets cut. A guy that really wants to be there. A guy that is passionate about pro wrestling or, you know, sports entertainment, whatever they call it. But he, either way, he is passionate about the product, about WWE, about continuing on his career in wrestling. And those are people I want employed, right? Like, that's why would you get rid of that guy? And it sucks because he was, you know, learning a lot of the back behind the scenes stuff and, getting ready there and it's just it's just a bummer man we'll get back to the show in just a minute but i wanted to let everyone know about fight game media network plus if you enjoy the fight game media network check out fight game media network plus at patreon.com front slash fight game media we have three specific patreon only shows and we'll soon have monthly bonus content from the show you're listening to right now and it's just five bucks a month so if you want to support your favorite podcasts on the network, go to patreon.com front slash fight game media and you'll get more content than you can shake a stick at. Um, Shane Thorne, of course, I'm not surprised by this cut and I understand it because they had nothing for him. But here's, a, I, here's another miss. TDK, the tag team with Mikey Nichols. Really good team. I always loved them in Noah, this young cool Australian tag team. I thought they could have been great baby faces in WWE. Um, sure, they're not the most colorful or, and I try to make them heels and they, and they were good, but you know, to me with their offense or style, I thought they were better as baby faces. And I remember when Shane Haste or Shane Thorne here, he, you know, TDK, they're doing a bunch of vignettes and promos and Shane Thorne had this like great long hair. Kind of like AJ Styles' hair, but just even better, man. Like he, like he just looked like a future star, right? And when next you know he shows up, his haircut, haircut. It's not. And I, I understand like he did it himself, and I'm, I'm like, no. I, if I was WWE, I would say, dude, you're not cutting your hair, right? You look like a star. Don't cut your hair. It's not in your contract. We're not allowing it, or so you know what I mean. Where I would make him not cut his hair, and he wouldn't because if he, if he feels like, hey, they they, they want to cut my, they, if I don't, they don't want me to cut my hair, that means they want to push me. They see something to me, you know. But he did, and I don't know. I don't know why they never really got together in WWE as a team. I thought they were a fun team, and I you know on the main roster, you know tag teams aren't really featured. They're not really put in that main event position most of the time. But they like like I talked about last week with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, like they would have made a good mid-card heel team. The TDK would have made a good mid-card uh pay face tag team, right? Have good matches on the undercard, 
Um, when they did uh, house shows, you know, they they would go out. They could go out there and give you 15 on a tag match and make a good tag match. You know, kind of open a show up or a second match on the show to kind of get the crowd going. Um, you know, they, everyone doesn't have to be a main event. Everyone doesn't have to be headline WrestleMania. But you know, there's there's positions on the card that you know there's different positions on the card, different levels different needs and like hey you need a good baby face tag team on the undercard they fit that perfectly and if you play your cards right i think i think they can get over as, as a tag team champions if it was all you know it was booked like pro wrestling but i the way they treat track teams i think it was going to be tough for them but you know but it's you know young stallions were fine as an undercard team that just you know wrestled had good matches uh lost most won some like this could have been done for tdk so um i'm looking forward to tdk reuniting i you know really like mikey nichols um you know i i I'm, it was he's a really good guy i got to work with him back in uh gosh 2005 when they would come down him and hartley jackson would come down from the new japan dojo or come up for the new japan jojo for to work apw shows and they're just two freaking cool ass dudes and uh had a lot of fun working with them uh, my my team worked them and it was just a lot of a lot of fun and i was I'm, i was so happy for mikey nichols success and going to noah and doing well there and finally him and him coming to uh wwe and like i said they were a good tag team and I, i'm just bummed that WWE never could find anything to do with them so the last guy on the list is jackson Riker, um former gunner in impact wrestling you know, I always like Gunner in Impact. You know, I think they gave him like a bunch of start and stop pushes there. I remember one time they gave Rick, Rick Flair was his mentor, but I always thought he was a talent. Great look, you know, good work. And in WWE, when he showed up, you know, they took a while for him to find something to do. But when they put him with uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, like as the Forgotten Sons, I just thought this worked. And I love this six-man tag team. Um, Blake and Cutler were a good tag team. And Jackson Riker was, you know, the muscle, the heater. What do you want to say? Like, he was there to interfere. And he could break out. And do he could be the singles guy. What? You have a good tag team. You could do six-man switch partners. You could do a lot of stuff with them. Uh, they're a good team. Of course, they get called up. Um, they have some fortunate bad breaks. One, uh, Jack Schreier got a lot of heat for his political views and, you know, a lot of people, fans and people on, you know, were pushing back on that, which, you know, if you don't agree with someone's political views, that's fine. But like, I'm not going to like, let it stop me from like booking someone or, you know, unless they're just being a, a nuisance in the back or a distraction in the back, but if they're not being a distraction in the back and there's, it's their own political views and they're not bringing it to work and preaching it to work, then, you know, that's fine, you know, but I thought he, I thought Forgotten Sons had something, and so when he was gone, Forgotten Sons was just forgotten, uh, they brought back as Corbin's, like, stooges, but then, you know, then both Wesley Blake and he got released, and, but Jack Shrek stayed, which all the heat, you would think he'd be one of the guys that would leave, but, but they kept him around and tried to do something with him, like Elias, and of course, his age probably did it in for him, but again, age doesn't matter, you know, Jackson Riker, look at that dude. Like, no one's saying, oh, man, that guy, too old. I can't watch this. Like, no, they're going to see a tatted up beast, right? And looks like an ass kicker. I just don't understand. Like I said, I don't think it's 
obviously it's not budget cuts. It's just I think they're getting they're clearing some room on the payroll to sell this, right? I just, that's what Nick Khan does. He comes into places and he corporations and he helps sell them. So I assume it's going to happen here. Um, and we can only hope for the best. Whoever buys it, um, you know, if we know wrestling history, corporation, big corporation, and wrestling. Unless that big corporation puts a wrestling person in charge, and you know it's going to be trouble. So we'll we'll see what happens there. So that that was the 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 releases this week. Um, you know, I don't like to see anyone being released. I don't like to see anyone lose their job. But you know, releases do happen. It's just some of them that just makes you just scratch your head. Particularly, Hit Row, John Morrison. Tegan Knox, even Drake Maverick for Meek, like I said, like he's so passionate about the business. I mean, you'd want to find something for that guy, right? But unfortunately, I just want to wish all of them the best. And I think all of them will end up somewhere. Hit Row is going to be together again, and they're going to be the big stars that they 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 should have been in WWE. And I think WWE's going to be, have a big egg on the face when it comes to them. John Morrison, he'll be fine. He can go back to TN Impact, I'm sure. He can also go to AEW if they if they want him. Uh, Tegan Knox, if I'm AEW, I'm getting her because like they need they need they need to update that women's roster, right? And Tegan Knox is a good talent, so good young talent. I think she would do really well with that fan base. And you know, Drake Maverick, shoot, I think he'd be good in AEW. He'd be also good back in Impact Wrestling. Um, but AEW, you know, they have that little quirky element to their promotion. You know, lately it's been kind of dialed down a little bit because they've been adding so many really good wrestlers that a lot of the shit has been pushed to the back. But, but you know, like if you need, you also need some levity in wrestling. And I, you know, I'm not a stickler like, oh man, wrestling all has to be serious. Like people think I have, that's how I feel, but it's not true. Levity has its place. It just doesn't have to be the focus. And I think Drake Maverick can do a lot. You know, you can put him in a lot of different, a lot of different uh, positions on the roster as Bayface, heel. You need a comedy guy. You know, you can need a commissioner. You know, he, he did a great job with that. When we remember 205 Live when it first started, he was a commissioner. Um, so he can do a lot. He's a talented guy. And I, I think he's going to find some place and uh, do really well. Um, so now, you know, like I said earlier, AEW, a lot of people, that's the first thing to think. When people get released, they're like, they gotta go to AEW. Well, Tony Khan, even though he has a lot of money at, as his, at his disposal, like you can, you know, he he can probably sign a bunch of people, right? But at the same time, he's a businessman and he knows he can't keep everyone employed. And I think he knows, like, okay, eventually he's gonna have to make some cuts himself, right? And and my guess is this is pro wrestling. So when people get cut from AEW, you'll see the same tweets you see from a lot of people in WWE. I didn't get an opportunity. You know, I wasn't given a chance, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was stuck on dark or elevation. I never got shot stopped, Shot on the main roster, on the main roster shows, other than here and there, blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear that. They're gonna, you're going to get a lot of wrestlers now because of social media. Use that sympathy with their fan base to, you know, get people going. Um, but the changes are gonna have to be made. They're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to trim the fat because a lot of people just just there on the bottom that they need to cut. And um, as I mentioned on the Fight Game podcast, like a lot of these wrestlers are 
a lot of wrestling AEW, especially on the low end of the roster, roster are very worried right now. And they should be, honestly. Because um, now that, you know, people from Ring of Honor are available, like, you know, like they just signed Jay Lethal. You know, you got the Briscoe Brothers, Gresham, uh, you know, host of others. Now you got all these releases for WWE, you know, Hit Row and, and uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's out there still. You know, you just got so many so much talent available now in the free age market it's 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 crazy and if i think tony khan wants to sign some of these people he's gonna have to eliminate some of these people so um now i made i made this list here and i know it sounds kind of dark like oh this is where i would cut in in aw but you know a lot of my the people on the list i I think i'm justified i think you a lot of people would understand my reasoning and you know it's business it is business here and but there's also some talent that i'm gonna talk about too that should i feel that you shouldn't cut them but since you don't have any room on the main roster you should we should you should send them out to you know other promotions to let them work let them get experience um i was chatting my 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 good buddy uh promise thomas uh, from the uh, you know from WWE superstar the Heartbreakers you know has a great podcast on uh, the Wrestling Observer Network that you guys all should check out really really great interviews with you know former talents and current talents and wrestling um, he's a really smart guy I love talking about wrestling um, I love I, I'm always like when I was like, when I started out in wrestling the first thing you heard is like you never stop learning. Keep your eye, keep your eyes and ears, keep your eyes, <laughs> eyes and mouth, keep your mouth shut, eyes open and ears closed, guy. Okay, I should know that by heart. If Roland said it to all his time, but uh, and I, I love learning and I love his breakdown of matches and learning from that and point out stuff that I don't know or or I forgot about and and it's it's he's a smart guy. He should definitely be training somewhere, um, someone. And some, you know, some, he should be involved still. And in, he's still wrestling. He's going to be wrestling. Um, right now, he's, you know, taking time off because, you know, just had a beautiful baby, shoot Jack, you know, and him and his wife or Alexis are just over the moon right now. And they should be their first, their firstborn and shoot Jack, the future of the business, possibly. I think he's, a, <laughs> he's the future of the business. Um, he's a, he's a cute little guy. So he's taking a break, you know, especially with COVID times, he's gotta be smart. Right. So, and he's really, he's really doing a great job. And then when he comes back to wrestling, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see Thomas Thomas do his thing. And, but we were talking about like what, you know, he was talking about what he would do, like send them out, you know, send some of these guys, these younger guys on AEW roster for experience. And he had a good idea. Like make a guy like Cole Cabana, as the point man, right? Because Cole Cabana, he's been all over every indie, has built up great relationships with all these indies, and he knows Cole Cabana knows like what's shit and what's good. Where 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 if we're gonna send out our young talent, which promotions will they be used, you know, well instead of just just taking a booking? Like it's not about the payday when it comes to this. It's gonna be about the experience and. You know, not just sending out to do shows like, hey, go do a camp at this person's school, a trusted trainer like a Tom Pritchard or Les Thatcher. Um, don't send them to Bob, you know, Smith, who just, you know, worked locally in this town. And he thinks he's, you know, 
a headliner. No, like send them to people, quality trainers that they can learn and, you know, get more knowledge. And just because once you get more knowledge and bits and pieces here and you just bring it all together and it, it helps you in the ring, it helps you as a better worker all, it, all together. So just like when MMA fighters, you know, go different camp, go different camps just to kind of learn new things because you know one way one way is not the answer it's op- you should open your mind to other trainings and and what other people have to, to and what other people have to teach you and hey you know like sending a guy or gal to tom pritchard for a week a month whatever could be better than sending him out just to do a show here and there right versus another green guy so um i think that's a brilliant idea and i and i've talked about that myself before on the fight game podcast when aw had this relationship with impact wrestling and okay and then they were started doing some you know talent exchange obviously kenny omega was doing his thing but i remember i don't know if people remember private party went to impact i think they did one taping but i'm like okay there's no upward mobility for private party they're really young impact wrestling for a year or two there would be great for them to get the experience in front of television because you know they never did television until they got the AEW. they're still very green a place like impact will you know give them experience from tv and you know they can get over and featured instead of like left behind on AEW because there's no room to put them on the tv so um I think that's a great idea. They they should definitely leverage that. Leverage stuff with NWA. I know Tony Khan had a little fizzy fit, you know, about he wanted it. He wanted NWA to bow down for helping him out, but you know, <laughs> I hope they kind of mend their fences and just for another place where they can send talent to. Let them work. They have a little TV show that's online or whatever. Like it's still TV. It's still it's still something that their talent can get experience and new people from them work um mlw same situation they have a pretty good relationship with mlw you know let you know you know they they sign Bobby fish they let Bobby fish work out all his contract obligations same with lee Mor- uh, moriarty when you know so you know leverage that right new japan leverage new japan with ship uh take a brock anderson you're going to new japan dojo for a year shipping you over there right lee johnson go new japan dojo because they're growing great stuff with uh new japan dojo and they 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 have the best training system in my opinion because those guys come out and they're just phenomenal already way ahead of guys that have been doing it for like 10 years on the indies right uh and you know i was talking to jeff cobb who was in town uh a week ago or so and yeah we go from now we go and you know came over to visit the family because we're you know we're all really close and uh, that was an awesome experience to see him again but we're talking about the young the train the young the young lions he's like you know and he's you know he really impressed their training and he said that's he he believes that's the right way what they're doing and i i I don't disagree with them because they're turning out great young talents and Again, if I'm AW and that you have this relationship with, with with New Japan, like I said, send some of your top young guys and, or, and send them off. And even some girls, okay? Like, yeah, they're not going to send them to stardom. Okay, you're going to stardom, right? Like, 
get them that experience and that training and I think it's going to be just making an overall better product. And then when they are ready to come back to AW, now they're good enough to be featured and, and do do something with it. Instead of just being out there for a week and forgotten or, or, or months and then brought back for a little deal and then forgotten, um, you know, let, let the guys and gals, the young talent, go out there and build up a reputation and let, get that. Get that uh, thirst for fans to see him back in AEW, right? Oh, man, Lee Johnson's been killing it in New Japan on those shows. And when he comes back into AEW, he becomes a big star because people saw what he did in New Japan or, or Impact Wrestling, etc. So I'm going to talk about some of those people who I would send out. But let's talk about the cuts I would make. And again, um, you know, some of these you might... Some of these you might not need to cut. And like I said, you can send some of these people out to kind of help, uh, you know, help an indie promotion that's you're trusting and using your young guy. But, oh, we'll send you this former star and a booking. Like, even if, even without a contract, you can still like, hey, you know, you're, you're not going to have a contract. But, you know, we'll definitely help you get bookings or, you know, stuff like that. Or, or you can still book them. For your dark shows and elevation shows and whatever YouTube show you're gonna have, but they're just not contracted, so you're not you you know you're not there's you know, per match basis. And I'm gonna go over this list, and some names might surprise you. And first, first on this list for me is Matt Hardy. You know, a lot of injuries. Matt just has not looked good in the rings since he's been in AEW. Broken Matt. Or woken Matt, whatever, just didn't work. I grass. I know he did it during the, the pandemic, you know, no fans era, but it just it's such a short shelf life this gimmick, and it wasn't gonna last here. It, it was overall a stupid thing, you know. It, it was it was cool for a little bit, but that's it, only a little bit. And the only card Matt Hardy really has left up his sleeve this is when Jeff Hardy comes available. They can come to AEW as a team, but, you know, the Hardy Boys is better as a one-time or a few special matches, but then it being full-time roster as a tag team, right? Um, so that's the only card I would kind of keep Matt Hardy around because, you know, Jeff Hardy comes available. You can do that. You could do that Hardy Boys versus Young Bucks, Hardy Boys versus FTR, um, you know, whatever, and just build some like dream matches, but that's like a like a like a, a few month deal. Uh, Jeff, I just you know, there's a lot of young talent right now. I know Jeff's popular and, and he's still very popular, but AW, I do like the fact that they are younger. They have a younger talent, so I would have Jeff there to to lose to people, put people over. Um, you know, uh. <laughs> A Malachi Black or uh, or an Adam Page, you know, etc. Like the young talent, MJF to beat him. Um, that's what I would do if, if I got Jeff Hardy. But that's and that's, and that's all you can really do, right? It's not going to be long. It'd be a short term deal, and you know, you just move on from it. So I because Matt Hardy right now, just the, the whole heart Hardy family office thing is just lame. And his work has been really bad since he's been in AEW. It's just, and he's just by each week just loses less. I just don't care to see him. And I think a lot of fans, even AEW fans, are like, okay, we're we're over this, right? 
I'm sure they will pop once or twice for a big Hardy Boys reunion match versus a top team of theirs. But other than that, that's all you that's all he that's all he really has. Next on my list is Brian Cage. Um, I remember people were super excited about Brian Cage coming to AEW. And you know, I've worked at Brian Cage many times. I've known him for a very long time. Um good guy, but just beyond the look and some of the athletic stuff he could do for his size, he just really doesn't add much to his no personality. He has no mic skills. So you you can't do much with them. He's you see like he's one of those guys you see once, and it's like, wow, look what he did. And you see the same tricks the next next week. And it just he just wasn't connecting with his fan base, I don't think. Yeah. I think what he's what he was what worked on the Indies is just not translating to national television. He's very overexposed. And granted, like when they brought him in, like him him getting beat pretty quickly by John Moxley really hurt him. And of course he got stuck with that stupid mark belt, the FTW title. That means nothing that no one cares about. I still don't understand why Tony Khan wants it there. I know why, because he's a mark he was a mark for ECW ninety-eight and he thinks it's cool, but you know, no one gives a crap, right? It's a it's a fake toy belt, and just makes Rick, poor Ricky Stark look like a goofball with 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 it. So, you know, Brian Cage, I just I think he's best to be released, and you know, I think he's his his deal will be good for indies, right? His shtick works there because you only see him once every so often in in your town on indies. Um, you know, he be. He was he was over an impact, so he can have a home in impact. It's a perfect place for him. But you know, AEW just it was he wasn't working. TH two Jack Evans and and El Borico and or and Lethargico whatever people call him. I this team man, I just don't get. They are not good. Sloppy, boring, no charisma. Um. I just don't understand why people are so hyped about these guys. Like, oh man, they got two H two. Like, no, they suck. Like, you you can't count on them to have a good match. They do a bunch of spots. Some of it can look can look beautiful executed. Some of it, most likely, most time it's just just botched, right? Um, and Helical zero personality. That's why they call him. Like he's like he's like just, just falling asleep out there. Um, no facial expressions, nothing. Jack Evans, like I said, he he flips around and misses most. Like it's just I don't I don't see what they bring to this product. There's a lot of good young tag teams out there that they can get and groom. Like, dude, uh, top flight passed you guys by. Even one guy hurt passed you guys by. Th two, uh, you know. So they're out the door, in my opinion. Send him back to Mexico. It was thanks, thanks for your contributions. But next on my list is Marco Stunt. And I know people are like, oh man, how can you cut Marco? He's part of that Jurassic Express act. Well, he's been hurt, I believe, and he has been missing on the shell vision. And, and you know what? Are we missing him? Do you ever say, like, man, where's Marco Stunt? No one. Maybe his friends and family, but no one is saying, like, oh man, I see Jungle Boy. Where's Marco? I see Luchasaurus. Where's Marco? No one is saying that. Marco is a a quick gimmick, and that has run its course, right? I know people like him in the back, and that's great. Find him a job to do outside of the ring. But 
in the ring, you can't do much with them. And they, I think they've already done enough they, as, as much as they can with him. So, you know, Jungle Boy doesn't need him. Jungle Boy needs to be on his own. Luchasaurus, he... <laughs> If he wasn't so popular with his fan base, I'd probably cut him. But, you know, I'm sure he does sell merchandise and you can do a lot of stuff with the mask and everything. Um, I, I didn't put him on this list, but he's definitely on that borderline for me. But sure enough, they, we do not need Marco Stunt, <laughs> right? It's just that that experience is over. So next up is Joey Janela. Um Joey just does not, same with Brian Cage, doesn't connect on national television. He was actually really exposed big time on national television. Joey Janela, I think, is a good promoter. I think he's a really good promoter, actually. I think he understands his fan base on the indies, and, you know, he's been able to get GCW up and going and being a successful indie this day and age, right? they, They draw great crowds with their wackiness, and they appeal to that audience. Um, but Joe Janela in AEW ring wasn't cutting it. He's not a good worker. Sorry to say, he's just not. You know, he has a personality, but his look is shit. His work is shit. He can't even know. He doesn't even know how to properly feed. His idea of feeding is just standing there and waiting for someone to hit him. It just, it's really indie at the basic level, like indie in front of a parking lot. <laughs> parking lot show with a bunch of green kids. That, that's like Joe Janela right, in the ring. Um, I know he has his fan base, but it just does not work national television. You you can't have guys like the Briscoes and uh, who, who, you know, guys being whoever else been released that are way better than him. And you just can't find room for Joe Janela when you have a Jay Lethal you just signed, right? Or a Swerve Scott you can get. Or even a Killian Dane. Or you know, so many others that are just talented people that AEW could bring in and, and plug in and feature and put on good matches. Like, why would you have time for Joey Janela? It just, just, it just doesn't work. So, I know he's brought this muscular girl in and trying to do something there with that. I haven't seen on the main roster. i just seen pictures online. But, okay, she's a prospect. Let's keep her. But, Joey... You know, best of luck in GCW and keep, keep doing a good job there. Um, at, next up after that is George Nell's former tag team partner, Sonny Kiss. You know, with Sonny Kiss, I thought was, you know, an interesting signing. I thought, you know, it, 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 it part, it, it worked with their all inclusiveness that AEW is really all about early on, talking about that. You know, we're all inclusive, no matter gender, et cetera. And Sonny Kiss fit that. And I thought they had one angle with Sonny Kiss because I remember if you remember Jim Ross, when he was calling Sonny Kiss matches, he would say he or then sometimes he would say she and people would get off poor on, poor on Jim, Jim Ross about that and get upset with him. But, you know, Sonny Kiss came out and said, hey, you know, I, I identify, you know, her, she or he. So, you know. So I thought, like, this is a perfect opportunity for Sonny Kiss to challenge for the women's title, right? Like, and I, it, women and male titles. Like, you could, do, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of with this character. And I think it would be interesting and different. Um, 
but they just can never figure out what to do. They put them with they put them with uh, Joey Janela. They had a t- tag team. They weren't good because Sonny Kiss, just like Joey Janela, just like Brian Cage, very exposed on national television. Not ready for national television at all. Um, you know, given some moments, did fine in some moments, but overall, like okay, like I said, you're getting all this new talent. Yeah, Brian Danielson, where are you going to put Sonny Kiss on your show, right? So, you know, I think Sonny Kiss would be best on the indies as well. You know, Impact, somewhere else, but not not national television. Peter Avalon. I like Peter Avalon, you know, from Southern California. But, I mean, unless he does something outside the ring. I know he did some producing and stuff for, you know, Championship for Hollywood. So, I know he's done behind-the-scenes stuff. So, I'm not sure what he's doing at AEW. Maybe he's doing both. But that's the case. Like, put him back behind the scenes, right? And I wouldn't have him in the ring. Maybe for Dark, he can do jobs and stuff. But not a signed talent. At least a, at least a wrestling contract. But, like, a, 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 a you know, an employee contract, technically, as a you know behind-the-scenes kind. I can see him doing stuff there. So, Serpentico, or Serpentor, I like to call him. I never, I'll never forget like when they announce Serpentico is all elite. I'm like, who? <laughs> like, who's this guy? Then I see him wrestling. He's like this little skinny guy in a mask, like who's you know not flashy. You know, if you're that small and that skinny, like you have to be like sensational, right? You have to stand out somehow, some way. And he was about as bland as you know, you know, some like flea market luchador, and uh, it's Southern California, so. I just don't understand this. And they put him in the tag team. The last guy on my list I would cut is Luther. Luther was a favor signing for Chris Jericho. That's his buddy. Um, and I would say, if I was Tony Khan, I'd say, okay, I signed him as a favor to you, but listen, got to cut ties. But if you want him around, you can pay him. You, you, you make a good amount of money. You can pay Luther to be your buddy to hang out with and talk about old times with, right? Um, but I can't have it on my payroll because Luther adds nothing. He's, you know, they try to preach as a this hardcore legend of what, like he had like a, a cup of coffee in FMW. Um, his ring work is because of his age and size. It just, he just blows up and looks bad. You know, remember that match he had with Jericho, that embarrassment on national television. It's, it's like, what are you? Who are you? Why are you Dr. Luther? What makes you crazy? Because you point to your eye on your head. Bro, out. Thank you for everything. Thanks for your contributions, whatever the fuck it was. Like, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, this, is a, this is a sign that just drives me nuts. Like, I'm, you're going to sign someone just because he's he's a friend of someone? I know this happens in wrestling all the time, but this is a little much. Like, if the guy had talent. Right, it's something to something to give, like to the future. Like, okay, we could do something with this guy, but you get damn sure Tony Khan should have known like what he had in Luther, unless he just marked out for his old past in FMW for a year or so, or the fuck it was that you know a very small, 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 small amount of people saw. So, I'm sorry, you gotta make room. You gotta make you gotta make room for better talent, and you know, Doctor Luther just it's just sitting there. Waste space in that locker room. Um, let's move on to the women's roster. And let's see who's who I think they should cut on this. And then my the first one's gonna surprise a lot of people. 
because the former AW Women's Champion, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose as the powerhouse, the monster. When you got a character like that, they really run their course fast. Like, it's built them up as a big monster, and they get knocked down. And a character like that are best for short term or for a year at the most, maybe two. But after a while, they just become part of the sh- – they become less special. But then again, with Nyla Rose, like, they started off her losing their – excuse me, sorry, I hit the mic there. <laughs> they started off losing – her losing to Rio, Right? And then they eventually put the belt on her and try to build her up as this monster and yada yada. But it's over. It's done with. You've done that. Nyla Rose hasn't added anything new to her act since she started AW. Nothing to fresh her up. It's just the same old stuff. You know, the matches are eh. And like I said, the gimmick of her as this the powerhouse of the division has it's already over and already done with. No one believes her as that powerhouse anymore because we've seen her beat too many times now. So, you know, she is one I would either cut or she would be on this list of because of her, you know, her name that she's built on AW. I, you know, she might be someone that you can call command. Hey, you know, hey, uh, promoter in, in Seattle, Washington, Defy. You want, uh, we'll give you Nia Rose on the show if you book, Bro- if you have Brock Anderson, Lee Johnson on there, right? Like, you know, use people like that. They can use some name value. Matt Hardy, hey, Matt Hardy, got a booking for you. Use Matt Hardy, but can you please use Brock and Lee Johnson as well? Um, that's so Nyla. Like, what can we do with you? Like, heat you up again for for what? Right? Like, do a couple jobs on the way out for some people and 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 move on. Uh, Big Swall, I, I know she's had issues with Crohn's and, and you know, I hope she has that under control. That's, you know, that's a horrible thing. But man, be, <laughs> taking that out of it, like, when it comes to in-ring, Swole is just not good. Not good at all. Big personality, charismatic as hell. But once that bell rings, it's a fucking disaster. So, I just, there's just no room for her anymore. There's better women out there. There's, there's women out there that's getting released that could fill the, the spot that she has, right? So, I would I would get rid of her. Emi Sakura, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, I don't understand why. What, what could you do with her? A person that acts like Freddie Mercury. I don't think she's doing that gimmick anymore, thank God. But at the same time, like, they talk about her legendary status, and she's an indie in, in Japan. She's not. She's not like, you know, something from All Japan Women or something legit. Like she's apartment wrestling. What the hell are they doing out there? Um, and she's not that good. I'm sorry, you know. So I would. I would just cut ties. I know it's. It's. He's a. She's a favor of Kenny Omega, but. Yeah, Tony Khan has to re- recognize that their ro- women's roster is just not good. And it's because of there's so much talent there that's not good that he really needs to cut the foul off that roster and add some quality women. Get a good at Tegan Knox. You could she could definitely connect with your fan base more than Emmy Zakura. I can guarantee you that. Yuki Sakazaki. She's also another one I would cut. 
you know, when they signed her. Because I remember seeing her in Tokyo Pro, um, and I liked her. Like, I thought, okay, she has something. She could be like a Rey Mysterio, um, you know. But for, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't connect in, in here in the United States. Her work, it just doesn't look good. But she's also wrestling other girls are not at that level of her like her you know other girls that other japanese people that on her she wrestles with me on tokyo pro could do her their style obviously they train together so it looks better and when she's wrestling others it just you can see how green she is and i just think you know again you fill that spot with someone else um abaddon a gimmick obviously you know, they used her for that show like around Halloween time. And that's all you can do with her. Hey, October, let's give Abaddon a match. Um, She's a gimmick. And a gimmick with a zombie-like gimmick is, what do you do with that? Who is it? Why are you a dead girl? You know, like, they built her up for a title shot. And she lost. And that's it. Like, her gimmick is short-term. Uh, her gimmick does not work f- to be stuck in a promotion for years and years. Like, she's just going to be another person. You know, unfortunately, she if this gimmick came around in the 70s, yeah, she probably could have showed up in any territory as the monster girl who wrestles the beautiful Bayface girl. And, you know, that's a little special attraction. But, but you know... I don't know what you do with someone like a character like that for years and years. There's nothing really you can do. So instead of having her on dark and just collecting wins over other job girls, like, sorry, bring, uh, we'll bring it back in October, you know, don't have a contract, but Hey, we'll give you a good payday in October when we need you for our Halloween special. Last but not least is uh leave Bates. Uh, I, the old blue pants NXT that was popular for a little short time, but man, not good. Leva Bates is just not good in the ring. Of course, they had to do the Librarian gimmick with Peter Avalon. It just didn't get over. You know, this is when AEW is really riding high on they can do anything, get anyone over, but let's, they didn't get the Librarians over, Cody. That that no one gave a shit about that. And the matches I did see Leva Bates have on AEW have all been bad. Um, I don't know. Where, I don't know if she's wrestling on dark or what. I haven't really kept up with those results, but there's no way you can put her on national television. So if you if she can't make if you, if you you don't feel confident that she can wrestle on TNT or TBS, like you got to get rid of her. So I I don't know. She might be doing stuff like in the back in the behind the scenes. She might be doing some office stuff like that. That'd be great. You know, it's better paid better than bumping, right? So. I would have her do something like that instead of, instead of wrestling. So I'd cut her, cut her roster from the roster. Um, last group of people I want to talk about. These are people I would keep on the roster. But again, like we talked about earlier, send them out to trusted indies. Send them out to New Japan Dojo. Send them out to LA New Japan LA Dojo. Send them out to Tom Pritchard or any other quality trainer out in the United States today. And, you know, that's where a guy like Cole Cabana could, you know, say, oh, yeah, this is a trusted place for this person to work and learn. Um, you know, this is a place they could should they could avoid. This guy's a scumbag promoter. 
Don't send him. Don't send him or her there. Like, you know, you need a guy that just knows everyone on the Indies. And that's a Colt Cabana, right? You can hire Chris Hero to be that guy too. Um, you know, someone of like that that's been around and can help people out, right? And know where to send people. So on my list, private party. Originally, I'm gonna have on my cut list, but I thought about you know, private party just needed some experience and people they could work with, and that and then I thought about when I said back in April or March, where the hell it was like, yeah, like impact would be a nice place for them to work and get experience and, and they can come back better workers on a W. So I would do the same thing. I think sending them to impact or certain Indies would be good for them. Uh, and these are the rest of them. I'm not going to, so they all, all applies here, sending them out, getting training, Nick Camarado, you know, I know he did a lot of stuff in the PC and, and they're giving him a chance, but yeah, you know, he has a good look enough that I would still invest some time in him. But if he doesn't get it, you know, he'd be definitely on my cut list sooner than later. But I'll get really give him a shot. So I'm, you know, I want I want to see what he could do coming back from working indies, working other people, working, getting training from Tom Pritchard, etc. Of you know, top schools, Les Thatcher, schools like that. Um, see if he makes those adjustments and bring him to that next level. If not. He'll be on that cut list as well. Brock Anderson, like I said earlier, send him out. Send him to New Japan, etc. Anthony Ogogo. Um, I know he was dealing with the eye injury right now and, and all that. So who knows if he ever will return to wrestling. But, you know, I liked his I liked his personality. I like his look. He has some raw talent that you can work with. So, but instead of like being on television and exposed, because he's so green, send him out to trusted indies send them out to trusted trainers send them out to overseas to new japan dojo like you know i would definitely make that invested investment in him gun club austin and colton specifically uh yeah send them out <laughs> right um unless you're just going to make them the official heel job or tag team of your promotion that's fine too but um they're young guys and they need experience so send them out Send them out and send them with their dad, right? Send Billy Gunn with them for, you know, you know, local indies that people, oh, let's go see Billy Gunn. And and he's works a couple a match, but his sons are getting most of the work and getting the experience, etc. So I like that. Fuego Soul, <laughs> another guy that's a favor of someone, and you know, I guess he's Sammy Guevara's buddy and whatever they do on their blog thing. I don't watch it, I don't have time for that crap, but but he has a popular fan base with AW. And unless you're going to make him the annoying hanger on of inner circle or, you know, there's not much you can do with the main roster with him. So, but send him out. See what he does. So he can get over. So he can change his look. So he can change his style. Maybe come back and do something with him. Uh, Varshi Blondes, you know, Pillman's been looking good at times. Griff Garrison, you know, has some ability, some ability, excuse me. I think you send them out and get experiences. But as a team, um, work on their tag team work, etc. Lee Moriarty, I mean, when he signed with AEW, I thought, well, because his personality has is just not that. It's just not there. And I think his work right now is very indie level. So when he was got to sign with ROH, I believe, and then he ends up going to AEW, I'm like, well, 
let him stay on the indies, right? Sign him maybe as a retainer because you want him on your – you feel he has, he has potential. So let him work the indies and get more experience. He definitely needs that. He's just not going to get that experience working other indie guys like on dark and short matches or what the fuck it is. Like just – I would just – I would have them go out to trust the indies and, and also as well, like make sure they're working veterans, you know, I'm sure, you know, not going to work some shit guy on their, on the local indie scene. Like, no, give them, give them these people something they can learn from um, or send people with them to learn. Like, okay, we're going to book this veteran versus Brock Anderson. You know, they're in uh, Boston or Massachusetts area. Hey, promise Thomas. Can you wrestle Brock Anderson? Can you go 12 with him? Right. Don't go out of the ring. Just have it all wrestling. You know, like, just show him the ropes. Show him what to do. You know, work with him. Um, after the match, talk to him. Break it down. You, you know, like, that's the stuff they need to do. That's that's what they need. Sean Dean, I mean, I don't even really remember him, but he's on the roster. Um, I think he did, he's the military guy, I believe, if I remember correctly. Like, okay, you know, set him out too, right? You, you invested all this. In him. Lee Johnson, of course, I said as well. Same difference. So like send them out, get experience, and I think that's that's a be a, a a positive for the young talent AEW roster, and it keeps them busy, and it keeps them uh, away from the main roster for they're just they're not being exposed as job guys, and they get that job stench on them because that's all they see out of them when they come up to the dynamites or rampage shows. So putting them on indies to get experience or smaller promotions like Impact and W. Um, would be just beneficial for all these guys on this list. So I I would like to see um, that happen. And, you know, so that's my show today. I know it's kind of – I got a little ranty there. I apologize. A little late when I'm recording this. So I had a busy day. I had a wonderful night with my wife and my oldest daughter, Chloe, at her school. We had a movie night out in their uh, play uh, playground area, grass area. They put a – you know, big screen out there. We watched a movie, some kids' movies from like 2008. I don't, I don't, I wasn't really paying attention. There's so much going on. It's like hard to watch the movie, but uh, it was still just a good time, right? So I'm a little, little tired. I'm just getting, getting close to the end here. And, um, but I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for uh, checking out. Thanks for checking out our new free feed of Fight Game Podcast. And make sure you guys check out our Patreon. Um, $5 a month not a big investment and a lot of great content uh i do a show on there with Garrett Gonzalez. we are a 1997 raw review we're gonna continue on to 1998 we're gonna have a, a nitro 98 show kind of mirror our show it's gonna it's gonna be great brace for impact you know not just the show review but they have extra bits in there um you know a lot of uh or if you like women's wrestling joshi whatever like we have a great show a very popular show on our network for that so you definitely want to check that out um yeah so thanks again for uh tuning in and i greatly appreciate it and i hope to hope you guys tune in next week and and also tune into other shows on this network thanks very much have a good night